0: You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Moggin. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, that's also the name of of the number one Amazon best-selling business book series for small businesses. It's titled brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. And the subtitle is fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your business. You can get it in digital copy or paperback. And today the book we're referencing, because this is the second volume in the series, is the one with the emerald green cover. Today's conversation is with number one best-selling business author from the 2018 book, that emerald green color we're talking about. So... Welcome, Rockstars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm a number one best-selling business author and creator of that series we were just talking about. And I help businesses transform their business through my organization, Brilliant Breakthroughs Inc. But let's get busy talking about our guest today. Mike Raver. No Mike Raver. No <laughs> I don't oh, okay, so welcome, friend, and congratulations on being a number one best-selling business author. Ooh, do I dare say twice now? Thank you, Maggie. <laughs> you rock. <laughs> okay, now everyone, Mike wrote a really great chapter, and in the 2018 book, it's the seventh chapter, and it's titled... Discovering Your Business's True North. And, and Mike talked about some really cool things that you don't typically see in a business book. So have fun reading it. But I want to open our conversation to go a little bit beyond what we wrote, uh, what Mike wrote, excuse me, in the book. Mike, in the book, you talk about owning your why. Okay. You talk about that in the book, and you do a really nice job on that. But personally, I've heard you say something often, and you talk about owning your stage. And I'll put that in air quotes. So everybody, here's the air quote, owning your stage. What do you mean by that? Okay. I guess it originally
1: came from years back when I was... Um, in high school, I got involved in acting. I loved to act. I loved being on stage in front of people. And, but I would also kind of awkwardly, like a lot of young actors, walk around on the stage and often, I guess, look lost because my um, drama teacher would say, Mike, you need to learn how to own your stage. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand what she meant by that until one afternoon, we had, before practice and before an actual performance, I got into an argument with that principal. and. The principal, along with an audience full of, or auditorium full of people, showed up to watch performance, and my line in the play literally was, I walk into the classroom, look at the teacher, the teacher says, Mike, you're late, and I say, I'm not late, the clap bells early, in a ratty kind of way, and sit down, but I walk in onto the stage, I look at the teacher, the teacher said her line, and then I looked at the principal, and the anger that I had towards the principal and towards a lot of the teachers in the school at the time, and it didn't click to me what owning your stage was. I had the audience in my hands. I then looked at the principal and said, I'm now late. The bell's early. And I looked at the principal and said, This is a doggy dog world. Nobody here cares about us. And went on this five-minute tangent, letting the principal and the teachers know everything I always wanted to tell them and couldn't. And no one had a clue that I was off cue. Except for the <laughs> I love this. I can and walk off. And it was at that point that I truly understood owning your estate, what that meant. Now, fast forwarding many, many years into business, and I would often hear the term, and I talked about it in a chapter, knowing your why. Why are we in business? One of the things that you often um, remind me of is make sure you show up with attention. How do you show up? How do you when you walk into a networking group, when you um, sit down with the client. How are you showing up? Number one. And number two, why are you showing up? Which really probably should be number one. I talked <laughs> in the chapter about finding your true north. And in layman's terms, that means finding your why. Why are you in business once again? And the thing that's really cool about modern day business is when I first got into business, it was more brick and mortar, or it was service. Your business was your vehicle. Buy a limousine company, the limousines were my business. Uh, I worked with a lot of other people that had various types of businesses, but they're all connected to a tangible object that would usually leave your office and go to the client's place, and or you would leave your office and go to the client's place. In today's world, again, knowing your stage, what platform do you want to build your business on, whether you are, uh, Business now, where you have a brick-and-mortar business and you want to reach out to your clients that way, or you are a service-based business, or you have a passion, something you want to share with the world and you have not yet started a business, what's really cool are there, there's so many online programs, there's so many different resources you can tap into as an entrepreneur to reach your audience and show up. The most important thing, though, is once you first sit down and think about how do you want to get your message, get your business to the customer, then why, again, is it important to you? And make sure that no matter what format you use, whether it's a brick and mortar where the customer walks in the door and you smile and say, hi, good day, how may I help you? And greet the customer enthusiastically versus a service type business where you show up and you take care of the customer the customer or client comes into your office and you sit down and you're enthusiastic because you know that that day you're going to make their day they came to you for a reason and you have the power you have the ability to help them versus i guess instead of saying okay i have to sit down with this client and do this and this because it's my job or it's my business more so having a mindset of i'm going to make someone's day today how can i do that why am i See now this person, and what am I going to do to ensure that when that customer or client leaves the conversation, leaves the store, leaves the office, they will leave in a better position than when they came in the door? And the process of doing that, really, it's not that difficult. It's owning your stage. Show up on purpose. Show up intentionally, and be the professional that you are designed
0: to be. Very long-winded answer. Um, but it makes sense and I'm glad that you unpacked it a little more because I think uh, we're at a really unique time where many businesses are moving online um, and what I, I hear Tom Poland out of uh, Australia call the invisible. And we have more invisible businesses than we ever have I mean we haven't until just recently and and now that's starting to become a little more commonplace and when we remove that brick and mortar feeling, we we sometimes try to take shortcuts but you're saying something that's really true. we still need to own our relationship who we are with our customers or our potential customers and we still need to treat them well and professionally Mm -hmm. so this is this is really cool because it brings the the foundation of business relationships into this century and and sometimes it's being forgotten I, i see it happening um on online things people just dive into it they forget to build relationship ask ask you how you are and actually listen and have a moment with that before diving into whatever it is i had i had a call the other day from somebody who said oh you answered the phone and they were really shocked and they said before i forget i want to tell you this And then they spent 20 minutes telling me whatever they wanted to tell me. And all I said was, hello. (laughs) So we're forgetting to interact, to build that relationship, which ultimately, as we know, builds business relationship. Mm -hmm. Long answer, but very valid answer and important. So I'm glad that you you went a little further into that. I have a second question to ask you, Mike, about something you wrote in the book. But before I go there, is there anything else you'd like to add about owning, about each one of us stepping into owning our own stage? Wow, that's tongue twister. Mm -hmm. Owning our own stage.
1: I guess most importantly is make sure you're present. Kind of like you said, seeing with the client and you answer the phone and said hello, and then 20 minutes later, you got to speak, say something. If we want to serve a client, we should say hello. They should say hello and then ask us whatever it is that they are there to ask us. And then listen, if we don't properly listen to the person in front of us, how can we serve them if we don't understand how they need or want to be served? And oftentimes, they may not even know how to be served. We have to listen behind, like to say, read behind the lines, listen behind the words. And that way, we can listen to really what they need. And as a professional, oftentimes, I'm sure you out there, when sitting down with a customer or a client, the guy walks in or a guy walks into the store and says, I want a blue shirt to match my coat, but they're wearing a brown coat. Maybe they decide they like blue that day, but really they don't need a blue shirt. They probably need a yellow or a tan or a shirt that's going to go up brown. That's professional. It's our job to look at what they're wearing and then figure out, okay, is what they say they want really what they need? And or ask enough questions to help them determine what that is and then guide them to a result. So
0: it's it's the simplicity of going back to what serves them Mm -hmm. exactly got it and through questions like
1: one of my favorite sayings is i'm sure everybody heard the saying people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care right that's asking questions we demonstrate how much we care by asking questions but once they understand that you care you also better able be able to demonstrate that you know something too so i would add on to it people don't know how much people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. However, once they know that you care, they better know that you know something. <laughs> 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 how we address their quest, or we ask the questions, they give us an answer, and the follow-up questions should show that we understand what they're saying and have the ability to take it to this level to guide them.
0: Right, add the value. Right. Whatever that may be. But the only reason we would know what that is is because We just had a communication exchange. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Now, question two. In the book, you, you wrote this really beautiful chapter, and you talk about how you learned lessons as a child about marketing. And specifically, it was through selling candy bars. So everybody pay attention to that. All these kids are out there always selling candy bars and Girl Scouts doing cookies and things like that. We can serve them in a really good way, and Mike's going to share that with us. So you had this awesome experience. You tell the story wonderfully, by the way. And then um, I want to bring us fast forward to now. How have you continued to embrace the lessons you learned then as a kid into you growing your business now? Well, a lot of it kind of ties
1: off with what we just got them talking about as far as the marketing side. That I knew I wanted to win this contest, and I knew that in order to do that, I would have to learn different marketing techniques, sales techniques, et cetera. And one of my, I guess, through the process of learning that, how to do that, and you would have to read the chapter to figure out what that was. <laughs> but when I then took those lessons into my adult business. And one of the things that I learned, and I started my career in real estate. So I use that as an example. Is a lot of the marketing that we were doing was geared around talking at the customer. Whether it's through direct mail. Whether it's through cold calling. Whether it's through whatever variation of marketing or advertising that one does, it was always me, the professional, talking at to the client or potential client, prospect, hoping that I would hit a need and they'll respond back. Then when I opened a limousine company, I, had, I was spending $5,000 a year on yellow page advertising at the time, which back then was a big deal. Right was putting a lot of money into advertising, which again was talking at the person. The problem was twofold. Number one, I wasn't really truly delivering my value proposition because so was on my competition. So I didn't really stand out amongst the competition. But number two, and even more importantly, was I had no way of knowing how many people actually looked at the ad. So let's say I was averaging 100 calls a day. Then 100 people see the ad economy because of that? Did 1,000 people see the ad? I know it was more than 100 because I got 100 calls a day, right? Of which I put 10% of that, by the way. So it was a lot of money spent on advertising, a lot of money spent on dispatching to get 10 runs. And working with the mentor back then, he suggested that I cut out all my yellow page advertisement, all my one-way marketing, so stop talking at people. Everybody does that talk to people, communicate with people, find out what they need and serve their need. Of which I said, but I run a limousine company. What their need be to get to the airport or to take their loved one out for dinner? And he said, not necessarily. I'm sure they have other needs than that. And at his request, I caught out on my yellow page advertisement and basically went dark in the advertisement world and then called him up and said, okay, now what? And he said, I do not want you to call up all your customers or clients and tell them that you are now Taking your business in a different direction. Your number one goal is to serve them at the deepest level you can. What are their needs? What are their concerns? What can you as a business person, a member of the business community, do to serve them? Outside, just take them to the airport. And then I listened. And I've met with clients. And I asked them more questions. And I listened. I picked people up and took them to the airport. Asked them what they needed. They told me what they needed. I listened. Then I found ways to respond to their needs. I would talk in the book about how I would tell people that I was thinking of me as G's. I was kind of like a high-end concierge in a way that we're, I, but I was a business connector. Right. And I would connect different businesses to my clients and vice versa. And basically what all of that taught me was my number one goal, in fact, it's kind of interesting because I was, I was in a mastermind meeting this morning and one of the topics of the meeting were how do we connect to or with our clients on an emotional level, not just a tactical transactional level and for me it was became natural i didn't want to just create a client a customer i wanted to create a friend create a long-term relationship because i knew that if i marketed to a hundred people to get them to call me i had no control over it and i had to do all the outward activity if i took care of the 10 people that booked my cars did business with me and served them to the best of my ability, they would then talk to 10 people. And they would then talk to 10 people. And I didn't have to market anymore. They marketed for me. All I had to do was serve my clients at a much deeper level. And the business took off, and I had a blast doing it. In fact, years later, I sold the business, and I moved back to the Midwest. And then many years after that, went back out to where the company was, and I was still friends with other clients. It was like I never left town. And that kind of thing in business, it's one thing to get a prospect. It's another thing to turn a prospect or get a lead. You turn a lead into a prospect. You turn the prospect into a customer. And then over time, turn a customer into a client, right? Question is, is it to stop there? Or you then turn a client into a friend? And I found that, A, it's a lot more fun to turn your clients into friends. And B, for those of you out there thinking, that sounds kind of hokey. It sounds like a lot of work. Why not just throw another bunch of jack mail out there and I don't have time to talk to people that much anyway. I just want to serve them or I want to do business with them. If you actually build friendships, build rapport, and I'm not talking about going out to dinner every Friday night, I'm just talking about having the client happy when you call. When you pick up your phone and say, hello, and you say, hey, Maggie, this is Mike, how are you doing? You should hopefully be glad that I'm on the other end of the phone saying, oh, man, that mic, I don't know, 20 minutes to listen to him talk. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I learned was don't just market to market. Market to create a reason to talk. Then through talking, listen, serve, and build trust. Through trust, build relationships. And through relationships, all your dreams will come true. That's simple.
0: Okay. So this this is really important. And I want everybody to hear this. Mike just gave you an accelerated path to how to build deeper relationships so your customers and clients love you and refer you. Now, did he share that... You need to invest in your relationship? Yes. But in this model, what happens is referrals naturally happen because they're your friends or they perceive themselves as a friend. As Mike said, maybe not going out Friday night and Saturday and Sunday hanging out friends, but professional friendship. And that is. Essential in building relationships in today's marketplace. We have become more of a fragmented society, and in those fragments, we become um, sometimes isolated, sometimes in solitude—two slightly different things—but but we're pulled away from relationship with others. And humans are social beings. So if you show up and you decide that you're going to take your marketing to gaining customers and building deeper relationships, you will gain even more customers than, uh, as Mike said, the ad that is talking at the customer. This is huge. I cannot overemphasize the power of what Mike just shared. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. And
1: what's nice is if you truly are working within serving your own why, if your why is whatever that may be, and you're truly living and walking that why, it's easy to do this because you're already having fun. You're already, the people that appreciate you for what it is are like like to say, like-minded people attract. Other like-minded people. Right. So, as you identify your why and you go out there and work within that, again, follow, finding your true north and serving your clients in that arena, they become natural friends. You don't even really have to try that hard. Just be your natural self. You're having fun. They're going to resonate off of that energy, and they too will be attracted to you, and by default, attracted to your business. Right, and there's an appreciation there. That's really cool. Right, And there's some, um, can I throw one real quick idea out there? Can I share with the audience? Yep. There's some ways, and it depends on your business. It can be as simple as when I was in real estate. If I sold a house after 30 days or so after the sale, I would hold a housewarming party. And I would show up with pizza or catered food, and I would cater, so let's say it would cost me $50, right? I would invite the people that the new homebuyers wanted to come to the housewoman party, et cetera. And I basically catered it so the new owners now could, and people out there in the real estate business, this would work a lot of money, so pay attention. They, all they had to do is show up, be present, open their house up to their friends and loved ones, and have fun. I catered it. I got to meet all their friends and loved ones. I guarantee you, I was one of the only people doing it in the area. And because of that, I got referral after referral after referral from that. So that was a lot more fun and a lot easier to do and a lot less expensive than sending out a million just so Um,
0: I know the story of Mike's, and it's very powerful. And the value that he added was he showed up like a friend in this. So keep challenging yourself to think about what are the different ways I can show up as a friend without being a stalker or creepy <laughs> and and show people that you really care. Because if you do, they will remember that. And that's what business relations are all about. That's what referrals are all about, is remembering you so you stay top of mind. I'd love to have Let's continue the conversation further. Mike, we have three more podcasts to do this year with you. So um, I'm excited because I know this isn't the end of the conversation. Nope. But we need to wrap up this episode. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So, listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one best selling business author, Mike Raber. First, start by reading chapter seven about finding your true north, and that's in the number one new release book and bestseller, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Volume 2, with the emerald green color. Also, at the end of Mike's chapter, he has a gift at the bottom of the author's page, and do yourself a favor and your business's performance a favor by accepting his invitation. It's relevant and free. Plus, he has all sorts of social media handles at the end of that chapter for you to connect with him. Do that if you like what he's talking about, because it is a different flavor. And um, here's something that's really cool. Right now, you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it and Mike by going to the book's free app, Brilliant Biz Book. That's all one word, Brilliant Biz Book, right at your app store if any one of you is sitting here with a question right now that you would like to ask Mike on our app we have something if you scroll down a little bit it's called click on ask an expert so Mike is your expert that you have a question you want to ask click on his name type in your question and he will reply back to you I think that's a pretty cool bonus and you'll do it won't you Mike Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, Okay, good, good. I love hearing that. Well, thanks for your time and your wisdom sharing today, Mike. You're welcome. I'm always glad to be able to share things I've learned along the way and help other people grow their businesses and live the life they deserve. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, that is Mike's truth, everyone. Enjoy reading his chapter. He's an excellent storyteller. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your business. Until next week, go ahead and shine brightly.